I feel like the more open I am to the people around me and the way that they're living that kind of life of like dreaming into the possibilities and I think it you know the more open I am the more honestly like I'm blessed by people's like by their dreams right like by their imagination them stepping into where the spirit is leading them I think gives permission for people to have their own courage to kind of look within themselves and to dream you're listening to Upside Down Podcast. This is Lindsay Wallace. And I'm Kayla Craig. I'm Patricia Taylor. And I'm Elisa Molina. Upside Down Podcast is an ecumenical conversation at the intersection of justice, spirituality, and culture. And we've created this space with you in mind. So join us for unscripted conversations on God's Upside Down Kingdom. Welcome to Upside Down Podcast. I'm Patricia Taylor, and I'm your host for today's episode. Show notes can be found on Instagram at Upside Down Podcast, and I want to give a huge thanks to our growing Patreon community who keeps this podcast free and free of ads. We are proud to be 100% listener funded, and you can become a patron at patreon.com slash upside down podcast or upside down podcast.com and click give in the upper left hand corner. We have amazing incentives for our patrons, like access to our newsletter and the ability to join our book club, and we don't want you to miss it. Today, I am joined by Elisa Molina, who, by the way, I think she needs a shout out because she's been doing an amazing job with our Patreon (laughs) account, Mm -hmm. and just thank you, Elisa, for all your hard work there, and Mm -hmm. Kayla Craig and Lindsay Wallace, and we are going to be discussing the necessity of dreaming for this episode. I love being here with all three of these phenomenal women, and I'm looking forward to today's conversation. So are we ready to talk about the necessity of dreaming? (laughs) I am so excited. Yes, um, I'm looking forward to this. So I am going to begin by reading something that may be a bit familiar to you all. So all right, let's see if I can do this little portion justice. We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation and every corner called our country. Our people, diverse and beautiful, will emerge, battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. And this was the end of the poem, The Hill We Climb, that was read by Youth Poet Laureate Amanda Gorman for the inauguration. And it just gave me goosebumps all over again, (laughs) just reading that last little bit. Um, It's all anyone was talking about after the inauguration, and many still are. And since then, I read an article by Dante Stewart, who, by the way, someone to follow if you're not already connected with him. online, but he wrote an article for Religion News, and this is what he had to say about her poem and what it meant to him. And it was actually a conversation he was having with his grandmother. He said, Amanda was a theologian in the truest sense of the word. She was making divine possibilities intelligible and offering an alternative world of love, freedom, hope, and joy. 
Theology is not just speaking or wrestling. It is also helping us dream a little bit of the future God has for us. It is pondering the actual, imagining the possible. And when I read this quote, I thought of how deeply her words resonated with so many and how deeply they resonated with me. And I was just so in awe of how she told the truth of our past and our present. But I saw someone say that she they felt transported and, and I just ugh, like mm. that's how it felt. She told the truth while also transporting us to a space that just allowed room for us to dream and and use our prophetic imaginations. Mm. And this is really where I want to park for a bit and hear from you ladies, because there was something so inspirational and transformative about her words, about being able to feel like we can breathe, we can dream, and we can imagine. And so I want to know from you all, what or who inspires and encourages you to dream? Mm. I'm with you, Patty. Just I'm with you and all of America in thinking <laughs> about uh, this poem and, and how it really I think it kind of really set the stage for thinking about who and what makes us dream because it was there. I mean, I can just read one line of it and, and have to sit with it and kind of chew on it. And so I think that for me, I think artists in general, artists and creatives kind of, Mm. they're able to kind of reach down in a place and really pull out of me just possibility, you know, people who are like wordsmiths or like you just, you see a piece of art and it just, it almost stuns you into being quiet for a second and really reflecting. I think because like I go, go, go all the time and I'm always thinking about, okay, like how do we save the world today? Like what are the things that need to be done? I think sometimes the beauty in cre- in people who are creatives and put their art out really help me to they help me imagine and they help me dream. Oh my gosh. I just want to like wrap myself up in this conversation and like sit here all cozy. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It's, I think it's so true. I think one of the ways I resonate when I think about who God is, is I think about God as creator and thinking about God as creator. I'm reminded that we get to be co-creators with God like God doesn't just like make us and then say like see you later have fun do your thing you know like we get to be cultivating and creating and making things and God is is bringing us into that and and I think that's so beautiful and that quote you read Patty about how you know like the line between poetry and theology is just particularly Mm -hmm. impactful for me I think to answer this question, I have to tell a little story first um, about Jesus. So in the Gospels, and it's a story we all know, a rich man approaches Jesus and asks, like, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And then he, like, emphatically states he's kept all the commandments since childhood, which all the parents know is BS. But Jesus looks at him (laughs) and he's like, Jesus looks at him and in love, he tells him, Give what you have to the poor. And Jesus tries to convince him that it'll be worth it. But the man walks away sad. And then Jesus, who I imagine is also sad because this man just walked away from him, he turns to his disciples 
And he tells them, look, I know how difficult it is to turn away from comfort and affluence towards something you've never seen. And he uses the analogy that people still are trying to figure out, like the camel going through the eye of a needle, right? Like, he's like, I know how hard it is to turn away and to turn towards something you've never seen. Mm. And something that strikes me about this conversation is, or the story that Jesus tells, or that's in the Gospels about Jesus, is that the wealthy man was looking for eternal rewards. He says, how can I inherit eternal rewards. But Jesus tells his followers that no one who walks away from their toxic family or their upwardly mobile career for the beloved community, for this yet to be seen heaven come to earth thing, will fail to receive a hundred times what they left behind in this present age, here and now. And so for me, this is the what that inspires me to dream. As Kayla was saying, it's that opportunity to co-create this world where Jesus goes on to say the first will be last and the last will be first. And I think by the grace of God, I have experienced a little piece of this. I've got to glimpse it here and now in, by the grace of God and by the goodwill of my neighbors. And so that's why I dream and that's what I'm dreaming for as well. Mm. Wow. I really, um, I I love how you and Caleb like were tracking with like being co-creators and, and I really, I really identified with what Elisa said, like from the perspective of being inspired to dream by others who create. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder then, I mean, it's it's like a general broad question, but like what (laughs) role does creativity like play in, in, dreaming like I don't it's it's strange to say because you know I write and we all write we all do creative things but I've never considered myself to be a creative you know like I've just never seen myself as a creative person but there's creativity in all of us so how does how does that impact our dreaming Hmm. I think you have to you have to tap into an imagination to see possibility because Mm -hmm. like the road isn't the road isn't always like present, you know? And so you have to be able to tap into imagination and creativity in order to, in order to put into reality or to birth into reality possibility. You know what I mean? If you, Mm -hmm. if you, if you only stay with what is what you can actually see and what's present now, then, then it's, I think it's really hard to even, imagine what could be Mm -hmm. I used to think that creators made something that that could be you know what I mean and then I started realizing that it's like or are they seeing and are we seeing what is their what has been there all along you know what I mean so um, I was I was on my computer and you know how like apple computers on the bottom have all the little icons well, there's an icon that is like a stamp and it's an eagle. And Abram, my four-year-old, came and he crawled up on my lap and he goes, oh my goodness, look at that silly banana. And I was like, silly banana? And he's like, oh yeah, it's right down here. And he pointed to that stamp that's like an eagle flying. And then I kind of tilted my head and I realized, oh my goodness, that does look like a banana that's like getting peeled and is a little brown. And and I'm like, I would have never 
ever seen that but that was there you know and I just think artists see things that not everybody can see and we all I think that's I just think there's so much richness there because that's why we need each other like we, we're not on an island because if I didn't have you three there's so many things that you see that are right in front of us that I wouldn't I wouldn't have those lenses to see unless I had you all so yeah I just you know, kids always point us to things. Um, and then they, to answer your question, Patty, the first one, like, I feel like children are always inspiring me because they haven't unlearned so much in their creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, That's really, I really love the, just like bringing in the idea that we, we feed off each other. Like we need each other to see things, you know, <laughs> um, because it's, it's true. Like there's some things will just be so clear to some of us and then others will just it just won't be but that's why we we help point each other to it you know it, it actually um it reminds me of was it just yesterday or the day before I'm not sure but online Morgan Harper Nichols did this like really fun exercise on one of her Instagram posts and she just told people to comment with a word mm-hmm. and a color and she would, you know, write a little poetry from it. And so I did that. Um, but, you know, she has like thousands and thousands of followers. But she actually responded to what I I chose. And I just chose the word inspire and the uh, color magenta. And it was so amazing. Like, I don't know her personally. Obviously, I don't know her process. But it was there was something so um, like I felt connected you know, mm-hmm. like when when she she wrote what she wrote and she just shared a little bit about like her process and, and what she shared felt like really uh, true to me and it really resonated. And I just thought like, wow, like that's so amazing that, you know, this person I, I don't know, but I admire her work and, and her words move me, you know, often mm-hmm. that she was able to take two words that I just threw out there and then created something beautiful with it. And then that it, it just set off like a chain reaction because then I spent the rest of the day thinking about that, you know, and thinking about what mm-hmm. she shared. And then that helped motivate me to dream. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's such an important component, you know? Yeah. I sort of think of it as dreaming as being like the inward action or inward. I don't know if action is the right word, but I think of dreaming as being inward. And then the creating part as being the more outward expression mm-hmm. of the yeah. dream. That's a good, that's a good way to think about it. I like yeah, that. That's helpful. And dreams are night because dreams are nice because it's like endless possibilities. Like that's, that's part of what makes kids and their imaginations and, and their creativity because it's boundless. Yeah. And when we, when we uh, allow ourselves to like really, really dream, it's, it's boundless, the possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like we have to go through a process of like letting go, though, you know, (laughs) to get ourselves there. Sorry. Go ahead, Lindsay. No, I was just going to say you have this great quote from Walter Brueggemann um, in the outline that I'll go ahead and read since I'm talking. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. There he talks about this, the kind of what Elisa was just saying. The prophet engages in futuring fantasy. The prophet does not ask if the vision can be implemented. Her questions of implementation are of no consequence until the vision can be imagined. The imagination must come before the implementation. And it's mm. that idea that Elisa was talking about, like the the possibilities just seem endless when you're yes. dreaming because you're not getting to the like, well, what about this? What about that? Yeah, it's you're just thinking of ideas. 
Right. Yes, yes, oh. yes. And and when I saw that, when I, <laughs> I mean, how could we have a uh, an episode about dreaming and prophetic imagination and not have have a quote um, right? from Walter Bergman? Yes. But but I I saw that one in particular because I I feel like this is where the breakdown happens for me. It's mm-hmm. it's thinking about like well, but how? Like how will that work? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and will I do it correctly? Uh, you know, well, what if I mess up? What if you know all of those things? And so just to sit with that, like forget all of that, just imagine like that's the first step and allowing ourselves to stay there ah I don't know I just I smile thinking about it because I'm like I just I feel like I'm really like seeking this this like freedom you know and that just feels so freeing well like Lindsay talked about you know she brought up Jesus and kind of his perplexing ways of talking to people and it's like he he let people figure things out and sit with things on their own and allowed them to kind of use their imagination and and dream and and in the ways that he told his parables and his his stories and it just makes me think like Patty, what you were saying like we want the right answer we want to know how to just like do the thing we want to open up the Bible and have it be instructions and like that's human nature and that's what we've seen happen in the church is like we've we've really messed up like a lot because Mm -hmm. we have taken the Bible and tried to twist it to be this means this full stop this means this full stop and and we lose our prophetic imagination when Mm -hmm. we do that and we've actually been taught to do that many of us in our upbringings and across different denominations and and ecumenical um thinking Mm -hmm. you know like it's it's just really interesting because I just wonder how much of that is cultural and how much of that is truly spirit led and what are we missing out on when we tamper down our prophetic imagination and I think we can look around and say I think we're missing out on a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was really interesting I think Lindsay I think you and Patty uh, talked about this a little bit, touched upon it in the in the last interview, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that I think that I was really struck with this idea of having to having to have a prophetic imagination in order to see what's possible in things like you know um, the search or the fruition of the beloved community, right? Like you have to be Mm -hmm. able to imagine things differently. You know, that's, that's part of when people talk about, you know, reimagining how we do the police and re, you know, sometimes it gets people really like riled up, but I think in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways, that's not, that's not like the intent. The intent is what if we put out something that is closer to goodness for all, you know, like, what does that actually look like? It's not this like, and, and I do think that maybe dreaming and prophetic imagination has a lot more to do with like with trust and hope and not so much fear, you know, like Fear is mm-hmm. not really the motivator when I think prophetic. Right. When you think imagination, you think, oh, like it's totally open for for all all everything's on the table. We can end we can entertain it all, you know? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think we can um to Kayla's point, like I don't think we can 
overestimate the impact that, like Brandy touched on in our last interview, the impact that um, like stripping imagination from our theology and from our faith. And I don't think we can overestimate like what that does to Mm -hmm. people. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I don't know. I, I wonder how much of where we are as a country is because people were taught in whatever, you know, church they um, are we're sitting in people have just been taught to accept the answers and not imagine not consider themselves to be co-creators of this world you know mm. um I, yeah I just I think it's I think it's huge right because mm. then that kind of points to like thinking seeing everything in in polar opposites or yes black and white or you know so then so then nuance and gray becomes the enemy yeah, where there's right. a lot of us that are like, but guys, it's called, like we're humans. So it's like, all gray. it's, it's right. all so very, much gray, gray everywhere. <laughs> like we yeah. have to get comfortable sitting with that or we're never going to get anywhere with yeah. anything. Mm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah. And I think I think the church, a lot of responsibility for not being able to sit in the gray. I think it falls to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla, let me ask you this. Did you just come to recognize or, or have this epiphany or a process when you like identified within yourself that that you were I don't know, like lacking prophetic imagination and you wanted to kind of take that back? Or have you felt like you've always had it and somehow you've held on to it? Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, from the womb, I've just been. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you a dreamer, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Glitter sparkles 13. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, for our listeners, Glitter Sparkles 13 was my screen name back in the day. So there you go. Enough said. She's a a dreamer, I'm telling you. I'm a dreamer. What can I say? no no but to to your question I think we can lose it really easily our our imagination for seeing what is and it's so easily to fall into the rhythms of just get this done do the daily grind and, and we miss seeing like is this what God has for me is this the life and the values that I want to have um what would it look like to do something di- different you know and I feel like mm-hmm. for my family 2020 really uh made us examine things in a new way because we were home and still our home 24 seven. And we really had to think like, is this the neighborhood that we feel like God is telling, not telling us, but opening doors to live in? Is this the, are these the jobs that we want to have that align with our values? Uh, what, decisions are we making that are purely cultural versus what are the decisions we could be making if we let some of the 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 wrappings of culture fall off what what would we be free to do what would we we be free to dream if we weren't so much focusing on the next thing in terms of you know the quote american dream and we did the things that make our souls fly you know and mm-hmm. and, and what would that look like and what do we want to pass into our kids and 
what is our life showing and teaching our kids without words, you know, <laughs> uh, because you can say a lot of like really beautiful things online and have a life that doesn't really reflect much of that at all, you know, and I think that's really, really easy to fall into. And I think we need to have time where we do sit back and examine it. And and that's actually a practice. And Elisa, maybe you do this too. They, and Lindsay and Patty, maybe you do as well, but like doing the examine and doing a yearly examine and really looking back and looking forward as a spiritual practice and saying mm-hmm. like, where is the imagination? Yeah. Where has the spirit been? Um, I think we all need to constantly be examining that and having people in our lives that can help us discern and can speak to that and can model that one oh I'm like jabbering one last thing but I thought was really interesting because I thought of you all and I thought of this community I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast of course and I know a couple of you have listened as well but it's the interview with Dax Shepard and Tim Ferriss who are also podcasters you know we're all on the same team. We're all podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over to our show. We yeah. got room for you. <laughs> I, we can dream. Hey. <laughs> but one thing Tim Ferriss said is we don't realize how much the people that we spend the most time with really influence us day to day. And he said, like, the five people you're spending the most time with. Like, you don't even know how much that is influencing your everything about you, you know? And I just found that very fascinating. Um, And I felt really grateful for these conversations, even though we're not together face to face. I just felt really glad that I've, you know, just been invited into your lives and that we get to share space in this way, especially in this weird time, because you all are living lives that look like the lives that I want to live. And so I felt, I felt really grateful for that. And I just thought that was a really interesting tidbit. So. I feel, I feel the same. I feel like the more open I am to the people around me and the way that they're living that kind of life of like dreaming into the possibilities. And I think it, you know, the more open I am, the more, honestly, like I'm blessed by people's, like by their dreams, right? Like by their imagination, them stepping into where the spirit is leading them, I think uh, gives permission for people to have their own courage to kind of look Mm -hmm. within themselves and to dream. So like when you surround yourself with folks that 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 love the dreaming and love the prophetic imagination then you yourself think oh like look they're like that person's doing it like maybe maybe I can trust maybe I can trust you know it kind of gives permission and I think that being a part of a community like this where it's so different in a lot of ways but but the same in a lot of ways really kind of has helped me step into those those possibilities Mm-hmm. So I think that, so take the four of us, for example, like we, we all have different dreams, but also so many similar dreams, you know, like dreams for our, our neighborhoods, our families, our, our country, our world, you know, and, and sharing those really like truly it does, it helps us to, uh, to be able to, to 
stay encouraged, to stay inspired, to continue to take those steps forward, you know, and, and to not allow fear. I think like you said um, earlier, Lisa, to, to kind of snatch those dreams away. But I just, I wonder then, are dreams meant to always be shared? Or like, what about just private dreams that you hold on to? Like, is it like, is there a place for for that too? Or I don't know. I think a question that comes to mind for me when thinking this through would be why. Because um, mm-hmm. I think the why behind either the sharing or the holding on could be positive or negative, right? So like, if you're sharing a dream just to like be semi-performative, then maybe that's not the best intention. And similarly, if you're holding on to a dream and not sharing it because of fear, mm. then that could also be something that wouldn't be positive, you know? So I think yeah. I think the why behind both would help me like personally answer that question for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, that's good. That's wise. Yeah, definitely. I just keep thinking about fear because I think, like you said, you know, asking the why, but then if the why doesn't hold and you're, mm-hmm. and you're, you don't share, you still, you know, or you still don't want it, want to, to say what that dream is. I just think about like, we can all say that, oh, we have this dream of this beloved community. We have this dream of reimagining, um, how, you know, policy and thing, you know, how things work in our society. We have a dream for our family and what we want that to look like. But then there oftentimes, and I'm really thinking of myself, you know, it, it's, it's like the sparkly beginning. And then when reality starts to hit in, and then you do think of like the how, like, how will that happen? Then I don't know, it's just like the dream's dull, you know? And right. so I just, I just think about what, like, what do we do to keep our dreams from from getting dull or from letting fear or worries or doubt or, I don't know, other any other things you can list um, that would keep us from dreaming? Like, how do, we, how do we go from when it is time to actually put it into practice in a real way? Like, how do we make that, that move? Mm, that's a really good, good question. And then it, when you were talking about, like, when it loses its shine or whatever, and I thought about... You know, like in old school sitcoms where when it was a dream sequence, it would be like blurry around the edges and they would do like the music that was like, do, 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 do. And then they would like have this dream <laughs> sequence. And it's like, how do we like snap our fingers and pop out of the dream sequence and like bring the dream into reality, you know? Yes. And um, <laughs> like we've made a lot of big decisions in our family this past year and it's not like floating on a cloud to la la land, like fun conversations and things that you will lose to gain other things and, and really, you know, like intense conversations with people you trust, like all, all of those things, you know, lead to tears, lead to anxiety, like dreaming doesn't mean just, yeah, la la land and, and giggles and rainbows, but, um, I, I think you have to, when it's time to do it, you have, there is this, an element of faith that is not definable in some ways. And that doesn't mean you just are like, I don't know, like I think about the missionary that went to that very remote place and thought I'm saying goodbye to fear and preaching the gospel to these remote peoples. And then he was killed. You know what I mean? Like, 
that was his dream, but maybe not truly what the spirit was necessarily leading him to, you know? And so I think we need to surround ourselves with people that, that we trust that can, that can help us in, in our dreaming, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I was I mean, going to say. For sure. is- yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Lindsay. I was just going to say, I think what Elisa said earlier would be my answer to that question in terms of like surrounding yourself, which is similar to what Kayla said, but surrounding yourself with people who are also dreaming. Mm -hmm. Because I think in that whole, like the five people that you're around thing, like if you're surrounded by people who are like bumps on the log and they ain't got no dreams, Mm -hmm. then (laughs) that's not going to be helpful to you, you know? And so I think like surrounding yourself with people who are also dreaming, who are willing to like cheer you on and encourage you and you've got their back and they've got yours. Like that is inspiring and encouraging and just like keeps the momentum going. Um, mm-hmm. But in, in a reciprocal. And that is like verbatim, mm-hmm. verbatim what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, community is a really important part of, of dreaming because your people know you and if you like bust out with something that's just straight cray they're gonna be like "Mm." maybe don't do that maybe Maybe, not that one maybe maybe, not that one maybe bangs maybe bangs is not (laughs) oh my gosh I actually do want to see you in bangs keep that dream in your head but not your 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 hairdresser I'll text you some middle school pictures and you'll be like my community and be like, no girl, that's a dream that is good to die. Let that dream die. Can we have that photo in the upside down low? We should. We should do middle school photos of each of us. Yeah. We should. See. That is now. Now you'll see my J-Lo face. That was absolutely (laughs) problematic. You were dreaming of J-Lo so I just good. got a visual. That's fun. <laughs> All the yes. But I do, I do think it's really important to have people who know you and, and in my adult life and also just like recently, it's been really amazing to actually have women who I think, I think when I was like younger, there was just like a, it felt like there was a lot of competition and a lot of, but as like, Mm -hmm. as I've grown and matured, there's something about having women who like, who like support you in your dreams and are just like, like a, like a fan of your dreams. Right. And then you can be like a fan of their dreams. And there's not this like pettiness that I think that when we're really young, like we kind of just are born into this idea that like, if somebody's light is shining, that automatically means yours is dim. Mm -hmm. When, when I have come to realize that, no, like everybody has this just really beautiful, brilliant, unique light. And I, I have what it takes to, to kind of shine that light, like help that light just go and be like, yes, like cheer it on. And when that happens for me, it's really, really like a powerful thing to have women Mm. encourage my Mm. dreaming. Oh, that was so good. I saw Lindsay do spoken word at the upside down gathering, (laughs) which seems like 500 billion years ago. And there I learned that you like snap that's like I didn't know that, but like you snap, oh. when, and I just wanted to like snap when Elisa was talking because that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do something where people snap. You can, you can snap up to the microphone. <laughs> Let's all just do a snap. Yeah, we just. Except <laughs> I can't. I can only snap with my pinky on my right. Hand. What? 
<laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. What? It's okay. Oh, New dream. Daddy. Learn how to snap properly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I, you know, it's so, <laughs> this is a good talk. Good talk. Yeah, really, uh, good but talk. it really is though. And, and I, I don't know. I love the, I just, I, I love all that we're saying about this community aspect of, of dreaming together. I, I just think of, you know, why I believe it's so important to share testimonies, like why we, we share the good, why we share the dreams, you know? I mean, Kayla, like you didn't have to, but you shared uh, what is now public, you know, about your family <laughs> moving yeah. and you shared that with us and we were able to dream with you and, mm-hmm. and to say, you know, and, and like you said, it wasn't, and it's not like you're in the middle of, you know, moving in the winter in a pandemic, um, with four <laughs> kids. <laughs> so it's not that it's like, Oh, look at all the rainbows and butterflies. And my dream came true. And I clicked my heels and now we're there. Um, mm-hmm. but it was just really just so amazing to be able to dream with you. And to say, wow, like this is, this is something that, you know, my friend gets to experience and like she had, I think you even said it, which made me think of another episode that we did on, um, on hope. But I think that Lindsay talked about having like the audacity to hope. And I think Mm. that you said that in one of your posts about this process of moving and you had the audacity to have that hope and you Mm. shared your dream with us and your dream is becoming a reality and how much sweeter is it that you get to share that, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. and I just think of the things that, you know, make us like hesitant because we, what if it didn't work out, you know, mm-hmm. like what if, mm-hmm. well, what if like I didn't get the, the dream, um, but mm-hmm. I still think it's better to share, you know, again, with wisdom and going back to those questions that Lindsay, you know, said earlier, because then you still have your people there to pick you up and help you with a new dream. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they could, you know, yeah. and, and to encourage you not to, not to stop dreaming, not to give up on dreaming. You know, I, I have this like, uh, such a, it was a jarring <laughs> experience, even though I feel like on social media, you should never be surprised. But this same article um, that I referenced earlier about Amanda Gorman's poem, I had shared on Facebook, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, you know, it was an article about this poem and again about Dante Stewart and, and a conversation with his grandmother and, and how like, this was just how it was for her, you know, um, just seeing like history being made and, and just being awed by this 22 year old, you know, fascinating, mm-hmm. you know, incredible young woman. And I had someone who just went off the rails in a comment on my, on the post <laughs> And it was just like, there's nothing to celebrate and da 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 da. And just, it was just really, really just ugly. And um, mm. I didn't en- entertain it. I was like, okay, uh, block and delete, you know, <laughs> which is not something I do quickly or easily, but this was warranted. And my initial, you know, response was just like, like the nerve, you know, and just being mad. But then I just thought, how sad is it that mm. this person can't dream with me? Yeah. You know, like how sad is it that, you know, she can't enter into this, this vision of what our lives and our, our world and our nation and our country could be Mm -hmm. like, she just shut it down. She just shut it down because it wasn't what she wanted. 
It wasn't, you yeah. know, the outcome that she wanted. And, you know, I've been guilty of that in my own ways too. It wasn't what I wanted. So I'm not, no, I'm not dreaming with you, you know? <laughs> um, but, you know, something that that's, this was so, I don't know, some things I just feel like transcend whatever the differences are. And I think that's why th- you know, mm-hmm. this poem and this conversation just moves us so much because some things are just transcendent, you know, like we all have dreams, like we all have have things that we that we hope for that we imagine and we and we don't want to lose that and it just made me so like sad after it sat in after mm-hmm. I mean after it sunk in to be like wow like she just yeah. she refused to even enter into the idea of dreaming for something new and different and better mm. or just to be moved by the- right <laughs> like, or just be inspired because this Girl, person is so good. talented just mean? give her props you know exactly <laughs> yeah there's a piece that story that i shared earlier of jesus in the gospels and the rich young ruler like patty that's what you just shared actually is something that i've been struggling with in the sense of like how do we create this community that people can't say no to and i realized Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. reading that story that if people walked away from jesus because Mm -hmm. they were so bloated with wealth and whatever, (laughs) Um, then they're going to walk away from the dreams that we have too. And so I don't, I don't know exactly what to do with that. That's a word. It has has given me comfort in knowing that there are some people like we can create and dream and build and all the things and, and like we can bring the beloved community and heaven on earth here now all of that but if someone stood and looked jesus in the eyes and walked away from him then i like i can't do nothing about that you know what right, i mean right like so, knowing and I'm, seeing I'm snapping what he again. Had done. I'm yeah like yes. there's yeah. so many snaps happening so good <laughs> you can't so. hear but my pinky's moving okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's never gonna get old patty like oh, never no. <laughs> That's going to be like an Easter egg in every episode now. So you're welcome. Daddy's snapping with her finger. It's fine. It's so fine. I just keep thinking that. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, (laughs) I was was just going to say there's no scarcity in prophetic imagination. Like there's no scarcity in dreaming. And I think that just covers all of it, right? Like it covers what Elisa was saying about having people and especially like having these women and we don't have to have scarcity like in the in the dream there's room for everyone and I just it makes me smile like I'm physically smiling right now because I it's so refreshing because nobody like no other place is saying that you know like you can have the most success in the world yeah and there's and it's just scarcity 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 and Mm -hmm. and so refreshing to to imagine another way yeah I mean I think in in many ways for me that is the dream like the dream is everyone has what they need I mean right that is it. it's like yeah there's we don't scarcity is like not even a word in the language that we're speaking in this world right. like it because it's exist, possible you know? is what it is like it's possible yes. yeah it really Ooh. is possible for everybody to have what they need and really just even to have the privilege to dream, right? Because I can sit and mm-hmm. I can say what my dreams and my prophetic imagination looks like. But if I'm, but if I'm sleeping on the border right now, 
in Texas mm. in a tent, like that dream is going to look very very mm. different. It's going to be very raw. And, you know, these lofty like ideals that I like to, you know, get on Instagram and be like, whatever, you know, I, I just feel like everybody should, should get the train, the chance to know what it feels like yeah. to dream with abandon, you know, and not mm-hmm. have to worry where your next meal mm-hmm. is coming from or mm-hmm. that you're going to be profiled by the, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. Everybody should get the chance to be, to be able to dream freely like this. Mm. Gosh. Oh this my is gosh, so I good. Much, I have so much more <laughs> that I want to say. I know. I'm like, oh, so many gosh. more questions I want to ask you all because I like genuinely want to know what you think. <laughs> like I'm loving this conversation so much. This but. is so good. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to do like a bonus episode or part two or Ooh, something. We should. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I want mm-hmm. to. Uh, it's hard. This is hard to wrap up because this is, I feel like we're just getting to the good stuff. But um, what you, what you just said, Elisa reminds me, or I think ties into this, this last quote that I do want to share because really in my heart of hearts, that's like, I just want everyone to be able to be free to dream. But I know I need that reminder. And, and I know that we have, you know, like you just said, so many people in different circumstances where it seems like even to dream is an impossibility. And so I just wanted to share something that's been encouraging me lately. And I mentioned her earlier, but Morgan Harper Nichols has just been speaking to my heart <laughs> lately. And she shared this, this quote, you are free to dream the dream, to dream louder than the doubt, the inner critic, the fear, the inner cynic, dare to hope for better, dare to hope for what could be, make room for imagination, then let it run wild and free. And Mm -hmm. I just wish that and dream that for all of us, that we will dream without abandon and let it run wild and free. Amen. Mm -hmm. So good. Beautiful. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think we have to end this close. It's like the slow, it's like the second close, (laughs) the third close. Do a real like Midwest goodbye with all of this, like, you know, chat by the door, chat, like, just really, really pull this through. So I know. Oh, man. Lindsay, you want to, you want to wrap it up? (laughs) I will. Thank you, Patty, so much for leading this conversation. It was really fun and necessary as well. So, Listeners, you can learn more at UpsideDownPodcast.com or UpsideDownPodcast on Instagram. You are always welcome to join our Upside Down Together listener group on Facebook where we process through the episodes with the lens of God's Upside Down Kingdom. And always, we appreciate seeing you share the episodes with your friends and your online communities. Thank you so much for doing that and thank you for listening. Upside Down Podcast is created and hosted by Kayla Craig, Lindsay Wallace, Alisa Molina, and Patricia Taylor. Episodes are edited by Tess Malone and Johnny Craig. Show notes are by Lana Smith. Learn more at UpsideDownPodcast.com. Thanks for listening.